Hey mama, I know that you want to stay active and strong and comfortable throughout your pregnancy, but you're not sure what that should look like, especially if you weren't that active before pregnancy. You might be afraid to pick up too many new things because you don't want to injure yourself or injure your baby. Now, if you've been super active, but now you're pregnant and you also don't want to hurt yourself or your baby or cause all of these other issues that we hear of in social media all the time, like diastasis recti, urinary incontinence or leaking, pelvic organ prolapse and heaviness, hemorrhoids, hernias, these are all things that unfortunately I dealt with with my first pregnancy because I didn't know what I know now and I want to help prevent those issues for you. So if you want to stay active and comfortable throughout your pregnancy and avoid all of those issues that I just listed, then stay tuned for today's episode where we're going to dive in to four different types of exercises that you should be including in your health and fitness routine throughout your pregnancy. So give it a listen and then make sure you stop back in and hop into the Balanced Momtality Wellness and Support Facebook group and let me know what you think. Ask some questions if you need some help navigating specifically what that might look like for you. And as always, make a coaching call with me if you need some more one-on-one support so that you're not alone navigating this journey that is pregnancy. It is so exciting, but it is also really scary. We get so much misinformation out there. So don't worry. You're not alone. There is support, but I do hope that this podcast episode gives you a little bit more confidence and knowledge as you navigate your pregnancy journey. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement in nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey mama, welcome back to the Balanced Mentality Podcast. I hope you had a wonderful weekend and if this is your first time checking out this podcast, welcome. I've got some goodies inside today's episode for you today, especially if you are pregnant. We are diving into pregnancy and what activity we should be doing during pregnancy. 
It is such an exciting time, but also such a scary time. There's so many new things to consider when it comes to what we eat, what we do, and how we do it. It can be so confusing knowing what's going to keep us healthy and strong throughout our pregnancy without putting baby at risk or causing or aggravating issues in our own bodies. As moms, we want to do our best to take care of our little ones and also learn and know how to take care of ourselves. During my first pregnancy, I was only 19 and had very limited knowledge on what was recommended and what was not. But I did learn from my own experiences watching my mom go through six different pregnancies and births. And some of them, yes, I was pretty young, but I do vividly remember watching probably four or five of my mom's deliveries, which by the way, if you have little ones and you're trying to decide if you want to have them in that delivery room, I say go for it. It was such a magical and amazing experience getting to watch my siblings being born and get to watch the power that my mom had and took on as she navigated delivery and seeing her bring those babies her side. So magical, so cool, so empowering. Now as a a mom myself, when I went into birth for the first time, I, there was just this innate sense that I could do it. I had seen my mom do it so many times. I think it took away a big level of fear of that unknown of what's going to happen, even though, yeah, I was kind of scared because I also knew what was going to happen, but it was just such an amazing connecting experience. So if that's something you're trying to consider, just know from my experience moving through birth as a kid and seeing that it was awesome going into my own delivery experiences. Anyways, having watched those deliveries myself, I definitely got to see, and and not just the deliveries, but her pregnancy journeys. She was pregnant a lot of my life. I am the oldest of seven. We're all pretty close in age and there is a big gap. So my youngest sister is 17 years younger than me. The first five of us are about two years apart. And then there's like a five year gap. And then she had two more. And so I was older through middle school and high school, um, through those last two pregnancies and deliveries. And my youngest sister is only three years older than my oldest daughter. So there was only a couple years in between my mom's last pregnancy and my first pregnancy. So it was pretty fresh. And I was, I was only 19, such a baby. I had no idea really what I was doing, even though I had seen my mom go through all of these different pregnancies. I, you know, I did my own research but I was still confused. I didn't know what was good and what was not when it came to exercise and movement. And, you know, there's so much out there. Don't exercise and lift weights. Don't run when you're pregnant, you know, and it was just scary because it it is a scary time. You're now not only trying to take care of yourself, but this little human that's growing inside of you. And we don't want to risk that. And so we would rather, you know, be safe than sorry. And sadly, for many of us, this means that we're doing much less than we were doing before pregnancy. And, you know, for people who aren't active 
at all, really, when they're not pregnant, they're probably still trying to just keep that level of activity. Maybe they're picking up walking because they know that activity is good because we do know that movement and exercise is good both for mom and baby. But, you know, where is this line? What's too much? What's too little? What types of exercise should we get in? And it, it's it's really a, a unfortunate because for that first pregnancy, all I did was walk and, you know, I did hang around in the pool, which for many people, it does seem like a great level of activity during pregnancy to walk and, you know, be outside and get in the water, which I did. But really, this was my most uncomfortable, painful pregnancy out of all three that I had. And, you know, it's, I just, I can't help but laugh because this pregnancy, I didn't know what I know now, obviously. And it was, it was the most painful and comfortable pregnancy. And it was because I didn't do enough. I caused to some extent, all of my pain and discomfort because I wasn't doing the things that were going to prevent those issues from coming up. I ended up with bad sciatica and pelvic pain in that third trimester of my first first pregnancy, which limited my walking. And that was my only level of exercise during that pregnancy. So for that last trimester, those last three months, I was even barely walking. I was still trying to walk daily, but I was limited to about 10 minutes before I started to get really bad sciatica nerve pain down my leg and pelvic pain and, you know, round ligament pain and all of these things that I assumed were normal in pregnancy because we do hear about these common issues and aches and pains during this time. However, knowing what I know now, one, I did not have true sciatica. It was actually pelvic alignment SI joint issues that physical therapy could have helped me with and I would have been able to stay a lot more active even walking through my pregnancy. And I also could have prevented this pelvic issue and SI joint issue had I included some of the things that I'm going to tell you to include today. And I did include all of these in my subsequent two pregnancies, and it was a game changer for my health, my comfort, my strength, my mental health, everything. Because, you know, unfortunately, I didn't just end up with sciatica and pelvic pain, but I also ended up with hemorrhoids, diastasis recti, that gapping. I started to um, get some prolapse and leaking. And this was all by like six months into my pregnancy. You know, I was definitely large, but I wasn't at that very end stage. And I was already seeing those stupid hemorrhoids and having some leaking when I laughed or sneezed and coughed. And I did just accept these as normal, which if you listened to any of the previous episodes, this is not normal. Any amount of leaking is not normal. And even this pain that I assumed was normal, I could have gotten help with. And so 
you're not going to be like me with my first pregnancy and you're going to include these four types of exercise so that you can prevent any of those aches and pains or help manage those aches and pains, but also stay active and strong, preparing your body for not only the changes to come during pregnancy and all of those shifts because of those loosey-goosey hormones, but also preparing for birth because it is all a marathon, the longest marathon you'll ever do. And if we know anything, no one would go into a marathon without having trained at least a little bit for it. So again, think of this journey of pregnancy and birth as the longest marathon ever. And so we need to train for it. This does not mean we do less. In fact, it might mean we do more. And I'm not saying go do all of these crazy types of exercises that you've never done before, because that's actually one of the few recommendations I give not to do is you are not about to pick up some high intensity CrossFit exercise program, or you're not about to start running if you've never ran before, because that is where we can see a lot of issues and injuries and, and you are at risk for causing a lot of dysfunction during pregnancy if you do pick up a new, especially more intense type of exercise. So just a little caveat that that is not what today's episode is about. However, there is a level of these four different types of exercises and um, movements and activity that we're going to talk about today that you should be able to do on some degree. And we'll dive into what that might look like for you. But the number one, and I'm sure you'll be able to guess, is breath work. The breath work is the magic sauce, guys. And I cannot harp this enough. If you've listened to any of my other episodes, you've probably already figured that out and would be able to assume I would say something about the breath work here. But that's because it really is the key. We are trying to make sure our core can function for us. And during pregnancy, belly is getting stretched out. This becomes even harder, obviously. Our core is something that we kind of just accept we're going to lose during pregnancy. And to some degree, it's definitely always different, which is why I say once postpartum, always postpartum. That core system is never the same. However, we can still have a strong core through pregnancy. And the breath work is how we make that happen by keeping the motor control connections there as the abdomen is stretching out. Because as the abdomen stretches out, our back becomes tight, our pelvic floor is feeling all of this heaviness and pressure. So it's either getting stretched out or may also be getting tight. And we need to optimize and normalize that breath work pattern so that it can stay active and functioning for you how it should throughout those postural and muscular changes that pregnancy brings to the body. So the breath work, again, number one, huge. I have a couple other episodes on how you should be doing your breath work. So check those out and I will have many more on specific breath work 
exercises during pregnancy and all of that. But just know that getting that 360 core connection breath work is that number one foundational piece and you can never do this too early. If you are not pregnant, if you are trying to get pregnant, if you are never planning on getting pregnant, but you want a strong core, this is the place to start. Figure out how to do that breath work. Make sure your core is coordinating correctly and you're not increasing pressure in your system with your breath to get that strong core on board for you functionally. Breath work, number one. Again, could talk all day on that, but we'll move on to the next one. So the next piece is similar to the breath work, but it is mobility. So we want to include mobility movements through our day, our exercise routine throughout pregnancy. And again, also just throughout life. This is something that everyone should be including, but especially during pregnancy, when again, our low back is cramping up, which really stiffens our upper back and puts a lot of pressure on our upper back because now it needs to move more and it's a pretty structural part of our body with the rib cage. So it's crucial that we mobilize our upper back especially, but even our low back because it is getting tighter with that postural change of pregnancy. And if we're not creating gentle mobility movements throughout our body, things are just going to start locking up. And this is where we see a lot of aches and pains. So keeping things mobile gently is very important. And this can look like cat-cow, bow and arrow, gentle yoga, gentle stretching, and all of this, all of these, all four types of exercise, but of course, any type of mobility work, it's all within tolerance. And, And whatever your body can tolerate, whether it's pain or pressure okay so we're not shoving into pain and we are definitely not moving into places where we feel pelvic pressure abdominal pressure or if you're seeing that coning or doming tenting in the abdomen that's a sign of too much pressure if you see leaking that's a sign of pressure so we want to avoid those things but we want to find the level of mobility and activity that we can do with um, within that range so mobility work start figuring out different mobility routines that feel good for your body there's a lot out there and if you do get confused and don't know what is good for you reach out to me send me an email or a dm and we can make sure maybe get you on a coaching call that you are doing what is safe and effective for your body but also making sure you're not avoiding things you should be doing So mobility, just super important, especially when you start to get the back pain and even the upper neck pain, arm tingling and numbness during pregnancy. This um, mobility work can really help with that. And it also just helps make sure you can keep um, an optimal posture and alignment throughout your activity and movement patterns, because this is what can help prevent extra pressures going down onto the pelvic floor. Because as we all know, during pregnancy, there's already a ton of pressure going down on the pelvic floor and into the abdomen that we cannot control. So we do want to have some level of preventing any excessive forces and pressure and the mobility work can really help to do that. The next thing is probably the most common type of exercise we do think about when we think of pregnancy and what is safe and recommended walking. 
So yes, getting in walking, walking, I can't, it is just so good for you. Even if you are not pregnant, we want to get in that gentle movement. Walking does so many things for the body. That's an episode for another day, but just staying moving at, we walk, our body is used to walking. This is very safe. We are not all of a sudden going to be doing some intense hike or some six mile walk if all we've ever done is run errands and maybe walk around our block. But I do want to encourage you to find a distance that you've already been doing and stick with it and maybe even increase it a little bit while you're feeling good. Now, if you're in your first trimester and you're feeling super crappy, then do not push it. Any level of gentle walking is fabulous for you, especially in that stage of feeling crappy. Or maybe you're in your third trimester and you're huge and giant and, you know, moving too much puts you out for the whole next day. This isn't the time to push it. But if you are in your second trimester and you're or you're feeling good and strong and that half a mile felt good, push it a little bit the next time. It's okay to push those boundaries, but we also want to listen to those boundaries. So if you take a little walk and it's a little longer than the next day and you feel good, but the next day maybe you feel like crap and it did wipe you out for the whole day, maybe it was too much. And maybe next time you want to give yourself a day in between before you decide to progress it, or maybe you don't progress it as far or as long, just play around with it. But I do encourage you to push it a little bit. Now, last but not least, I think I saved, you know, one of, this one is one of my favorites. <laughs> I, 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 I argue with myself because breathwork, I think, is probably my, my number one. However, this one is another runner up for that most important and not even just most important, but I think it's the one I want to emphasize the most because I think it's the most controversial. This is the one people tend to, if they've already been doing it, they tend to stop during pregnancy because of fear. They don't want to make things worse or, or cause injury or, you know, um, do anything to harm baby or themselves. But especially if they've never done this before, pregnancy is usually the time they do not try and pick it up because, again, they don't want to hurt baby or themselves. However, this is also the type of exercise that I find is the most beneficial when it comes to preventing those aches and pains and keeping you strong throughout pregnancy because we already know we're working against the clock of a growing baby, which is in itself a growing weight. <laughs> so you are already resistance training. And with that, it is strength training. The fourth type of exercise and activity you should be including in your pregnancy routine is strength training. This can look so different for so many people. So I don't want you to just get turned off and think weights and going to the gym and CrossFit and all these high intense types of weight training. Because yes, there are many pregnant women out there that can totally lift heavy throughout their whole pregnancy and not be at risk for causing any types of issues if they're doing it correctly. But especially if you've never done it before, I don't want you to be afraid to try it because this can look so many different ways. 
this can look just like body weight. We are just using your body weight as a resistance to challenge those muscles so that they can gain strength and hold you and support you as baby is changing your posture and yanking on your back and your belly. This is a time more than ever you need to have strength. The abdomen, those muscles are stretching. The glute muscles are stretching. They're turning off. They're not going to be as effective for you. So it's just so crucial we keep the strength, especially in our core and our glutes. And on that note, especially when we think of exercises, strength training during pregnancy, the one thing we really tend to avoid, or I did, because there is just a lot out there on social media, Um, And for good reason, because after my first baby, I went and did all the core work and I caused an umbilical hernia. This was not during pregnancy, but if I would have done these same exercises during pregnancy, I would have also really hurt myself. There would have been an umbilical hernia there and probably much more because I avoided any type of core work during pregnancy because I didn't want to cause any issues. But I didn't know that during postpartum, your core is still healing and it's also still not a good time to do a lot of typical core work that I was trying to do. But there is a type of core work that is safe and actually very effective and recommended during pregnancy. And again, an episode for another day. And I don't want you to just go hard on any type of core work if you're unsure what that should look like for you during pregnancy and postpartum and at any stage because we can hurt ourselves. However, strength training in general Providing some resistance to those muscles, whether it's with body weight, a band, gentle light dumbbells, even just a loaded bag, groceries. You are already resistance training when you're carrying those heavy grocery bags, picking up those heavy kids. So why not learn the proper motor plan and mechanics during those functional movement patterns and then strengthen them so that now every time you are lifting that laundry basket, you're getting a little core workout and you're saving your back, you're saving your core from injury and dysfunction because you now know how to move safely through that motor plan with resistance. You've been training it. And that's the whole point. We need to strengthen and train our bodies so it can tolerate that progressive load of baby that is happening, whether we like it or not. I'm going to do another episode on strength training and why it is so amazing during pregnancy, but I just wanted to include it here and just give you that little tidbit in your mind so you can start thinking about getting in some type of strength training and what that might look like for you. Again, start with body weight. If this is something you've never done before, just start on the mat and start with some gentle body weight stuff. And I'm going to give a caveat here so you do not injure your core. Do not do sit-ups. Do not do crunches. Do not do v-sits. Do not do any of these types of core exercises that create movement through the trunk. The type of core work and strength training work, especially when it comes to the core, that you want to focus on is stability. And typically this means we're first starting with a deep core engagement exercise and many different types of exercises 
that are focusing on keeping the core stable and locked up. So we shouldn't see movement through the core. Things like dead bug, gentle core marches. You need to make sure you can stabilize your core in these more foundational, mild exercises before you move into anything else. And even just throughout pregnancy, Crunches and sit-ups are not recommended. They can increase your risk for diastasis recti postpartum, and we want to avoid any of that excessive pressure going into the abdomen. So if you're unsure what that should look like for you and what strength training or mobility or breath work or walking, all of these four different types of exercises, what they should look like for you in your day-to-day, then reach out to me. Let's get you on a coaching call and I can help you create a program for you so that you can move throughout your pregnancy, staying active and healthy and avoiding those aches and pains that we just accept. Because yes, they are very, very common. Round ligament pain, lightning crotch, tailbone pain, back pain, hip pain, heaviness. We can feel all of these things, sciatica, side joint issues, but we also can get help for them. And you don't have to suffer with these aches and pains throughout pregnancy, especially if they're starting to limit your function and you're noticing that you're not able to move around as much, walk as long, pick things up, do the day-to-day things, then you need to come see a physical therapist. Come see me virtually or in person if you're in the New Mexico area and let's make sure that you're preventing any of these issues but especially if you have some we're preventing them from getting worse throughout pregnancy and hopefully resolving them all together. So I hope you found today's episode helpful throughout your pregnancy journey. Come check in and give it a listen. If you forgot, take some notes if you need to, or make that wellness coaching call with me. But I hope you have a more confident journey navigating your exercise throughout your pregnancy. And I will see you here next week on the Balanced Momtality Podcast. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Mentality Podcast.